Well, hello everybody. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome everybody. Welcome to another live stream. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dansfish.com. We do this every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Just get together to geek out about fish. I'll let you know what's going on here at dansfish.com and give you some updates and then we'll get to your questions and comments. If you do want to leave a question or comment for me to reply to, if you'd make it at symbol Dan's fish. So it highlights for me, that would be much appreciated. Life is grand. I don't know how you all are doing, but I've had an amazing couple days. So I fired up the fish annex, which is a new uh, facility that I'm just about done building. Whew, thank goodness. And fired it up a couple days ago. Everything went fine. I had to make some adjustments in the water manifold system so that I had water distributed to the tanks equally. So there wasn't a ton of pressure coming into some tanks and a whole bunch of water and then lots less pressure on other tanks. So I spent the last couple of days adjusting all the pressures so that all the tanks more or less will fill at the same rate with the auto water change system. That's dialed in now. So each tank gets uh, roughly 20% water change a day automatically now, which is fantastic. A little more, actually. And then Pistol Abbott, my uh, right-hand man in the fish annex and dance fish here, helps me pack fish and all-around good guy to have uh, assist in whatever needs to be done. Thanks, Pistol, for all you do. Came over and wired up the system so I could turn on the timer and get everything automated. Up until now, I've been manually doing it just to let stuff flow for a while, check levels, make adjustments, let stuff flow a while, check levels, make adjustments. Now that it's dialed in, it's all automated. So we'll let it run tonight. And then I think, I think they'll be ready to order 20 pounds of live blackworms tomorrow. So many to um, start cycling the system. So I am so excited. Um, that'll be about a quarter pound of blackworms per 40-gallon breeder aquarium, which is what the system has. And that'll be enough to cycle it up. So the plan is to leave those blackworms in there, feed them pretty well for a week or two, make sure that everything's up and cycled, and wait till I get some algae coating things and then go ahead and make a big order. So I'm super excited. The massive hard work of building is done. And now it's just dialing in systems a little bit. Um, tomorrow, I plan to put the filters in and get those going. I didn't put them in earlier because they'll float. If you put a bunch of sponge filters in an aquarium and then you fill up the aquarium, the sponge filters will get coated with all these tiny bubbles makes me want to have a ukulele tiny bubbles and um they'll float and it takes forever for them to sink again so i'm waiting for the system to get filled up and stable and everything uh, which i think it is I'll, I'll know after we do the overwrite overnight run on the timer tonight and i make sure that that's all smooth if it is tomorrow morning i order the black worms put in the filters and as soon as the black worms arrive, I move all the cycled media over there to jumpstart the system and just feed the black worms heavily for a little while. And that should do the trick. So I'm so thrilled to be at this point. I have heat out there now, so I'm not freezing my you know what off every time I go out there to work. 
It's all insulated and cozy. Um, the, the last thing that could go wrong, I don't think it will, <laughs> but that could go wrong is the air system because I haven't got the filters in and I haven't kicked on the uh, LPH 200 linear piston pump yet because I just haven't had the water in the tanks and I've been worrying about water levels, not about filtration and uh, air. So I guess I could get a nasty surprise if I turn on the air system tomorrow and for some reason it doesn't work, but I think that's highly unlikely. And so I think we're in really good shape. So I am super excited. Tomorrow I might actually have time to shave Busy Beard. I might actually have time to like shave my face and cut my hair and be like, Oh, okay. It's been a mad rush to get to the point that we can cycle. That's basically, uh, I've been, I don't know if desperate's the word, really driven to get to the point where we can start the system up and running and start cycling the tanks because I need to get uh, a couple big orders in and start selling, you know, before I clean run out of money, basically, because I've been putting so much time and effort into building the fish annex that I haven't been putting in a lot of time and effort to list fish and sell fish and order fish and uh, the normal stuff at dancefish.com. So get that up in cycling and then I can, you know, get financially stable again. The other reason life is excellent is uh, I got my taxes done today. So that's done. State taxes. I still have to do federal, but the state taxes for the business are all done, which is awesome. Um, Looks like we averaged, let me, let me see what this would be. We averaged about 5,750 bucks a month last year. So the business is doing okay. It was right around $69,000 that we grossed. Um, now, I don't get to keep all that. I have inventory, I have shipping, I have food, I have maintenance, I have all that stuff. So margins are about 40% on that, which ain't half bad. Um, but it's long, long hours and it's a ton of work to just make 40% of 69,000. Um, but for that's, that's what we did. The numbers are in and I'm happy with that. And I'm excited to see what the annex does to change that number. My hope is that adding the annex, having so many more fish available, I can draw a wider range of customers. I think that generally what happens is if you go to order fish from somebody, if they only have one species you want, it's like, I don't know, one species, pay the shipping, go through all that, I don't know. But if they have three or four or five species you want, then maybe you're more likely to be like, okay, now I can justify the shipping. Now, now this makes sense. So my hope is that by having the annex up and running and having so many more species available that I'll be able to serve more customers because I have the critical mass of what they want in order to make an online order make sense to them if that if I'm explaining that well. So you have to, you know, make uh, ordering online you have to make it so that it's worth the shipping basically and having lots of species someone wants helps to do that. So I'm hoping that that'll happen. That's the plan. I'll be really interested to see. Um, I'll be collecting data over the next several months on the annex and be, be really interested to see what the reality is. What, what is the change in activity um, at dancefish.com with the addition of the new facility? Um, what does it do to margins? 
what are, you know, I think I know what's going to happen, but I just know on a spreadsheet. So getting the actual data is going to be really interesting for me. So life is awesome for that. Then on a completely unrelated note, life is awesome for something. So we'll get right back to fish. But real quick, for those that don't know, um, I've been in the entertainment industry most of my life and produce shows. And um, I'm really excited that a show that I helped uh, help develop, I, I produced the development of this play at the Wyoming Theater Festival, which I run or ran, I haven't done it for a while, is now open in New York off Broadway. It's called Romeo and Bernadette. And I'm just super excited about it. For anyone here that is into theater, I just posted a link to it. Check it out. If you're in New York, it is a great show. So anyway, I'm excited because a show that I produced the development of and have been um, interested in and working on for a long time got a, is getting a nice big production. And B.B. Newworth uh, watched it and she gave a nice little review of it on a, on a video, which is fantastic. For those who don't know who B.B. Newworth is, she plays Nadine on Madam Secretary. Uh, Madam Secretary's uh, chief of staff, I believe, was her position. So anyway, back to fish, but just side note, super excited about that. So in general, things are fantastic. I, I feel like the, the weight, the pressure of that crunch of get to the point where you can cycle the system is pretty much melting off my back right now. So I am thrilled. Um, also, a quick thank you to everyone that helped with last week's um, fundraising drive for the Overholz family. I I've, haven't actually gone and calculated the exact amount, but it was significant what was raised. Um, and so I want to just say thank you. I actually meant today to calculate the amount so I could tell you, here's how much we raised in, in that would have been better, but <laughs> I've been so busy. So forgive me for not having the number. I'll, I'll try to remember to get it next time um, and get an actual number up. But thanks, everybody. It, it, it was enough to make a real impact, at least short term. So thank you for that. Um, I think let me let me get my list. I'm so absent minded today. So much going on that I actually wrote down stuff. Um, blah, da, 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 da. Oh, the giveaway. Great. So today we are going to be giving away some Java Moss, a nice big clump of Java Moss. That Java Moss in the thumbnail is a picture of the tank I'll be pulling it from that I took earlier today. So that's the actual moss you'll be getting. I'll send you at least a nice, like, oversized, softball-sized bunch of it, you know, before it gets out of the tank and packed down. As soon as you take it out of the tank, it like collapses on you and looks a lot smaller. But the amount I'll take out will be a nice big ball of it. Um, and I'll send that to you um, in the giveaway. Now, Java Moss, you can get it from other hobbyists. You can get it at fish clubs and things, but it's really hard to find in fish stores. It's hard for the industry to provide it because it grows fairly slowly. And when they farm it emerged, it's just the transition to um, emerged is really slow and ugly and doesn't generally do really well. So it's a pretty high demand plant. I don't do a lot of plants, but this is one that I know people want. People ask me for it all the time, actually. And, um, and I happen to have a surplus of. So the giveaway tonight is hashtag fish annex. 
because I'm super excited about finally being to the point where I'm not done, but not desperate. Oops, I tried to make that bigger so that I could show it to you and I just made it go away. Oh, that didn't help. Hang on. <laughs> I tried to make fish annex bigger so you could see it better. There we go. Hashtag fish annex, A-N-N-E-X. Okay, so if you type that in the comments, you'll be entered to win a nice big chunk of Java Moss. And for anyone that's here for the uh, $300 gift certificates giveaway, that was last week. Uh, that's not this week. This week we're giving away Java Moss. I didn't realize until about an hour or so that I left the old title up. Uh, for the giveaway that we did last week for the $300 in gift certificates. So sorry, Bob, if I gave you a heart attack. Um, Kayler's, Bob from Kaler's Aquatics is the uh, person who, um, I don't know, funded that last week, um, sponsored that. So when he saw the, the title, <laughs> today was the same thing. He was probably like, what? <laughs> so I'm so sorry, Bob. I just neglected that, that little detail. Of course I did. The one time it actually matters. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, I could use some Java beans, says the Lone Aquarius. Well, thankfully, they're available almost anywhere. Some little wake-up juice. So that is what's been going on here. I have been going over the lists um, and there are some amazing fish available. I am super excited about, I've just, I, yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to get these tanks up and cycled and do this first order from Nigeria and get in a bunch of killifish, a bunch of the different Congo type tetras, the Brycinus and things like that. Some really cool stuff on these lists. Again, it's always a wild card. You order and then they send you what they send you. Just because you order something doesn't mean you'll get it um, or as many of it or any of that. But it's kind of, it's guidelines. They're more like guidelines. Yeah. But I'm super excited about it. Um, now, I had a question. There's someone, I, I shipped, oh, shipping report. So as far as I know, all the fish that I shipped out this week have arrived alive and in good shape. Um, the I had a customer reach out to me yesterday and say they arrived at 72 degrees. That's perfect. Last week, someone reached out to me, said they arrived, I believe, at 78. It's a little warmer than I want, but 78 is not bad at all. And that's just because at higher temperatures, their metabolisms are a little higher. I prefer low to mid 70s for most fish just because... It's still in their range and their metabolism's a little slower, but 78's fine, especially for overnight or two day, no big deal. So that's all going good. So, so far this year, I'm 100% arrive alive and almost 100% stay alive. Last week, um, a couple days after the live stream, I got a note from one of the customers that one of the fish that I'd sent, even though it arrived in live alive and things had passed away a couple days later. So, um, or maybe it was the next day. I don't remember exactly. And you can never know exactly why a fish doesn't do well in someone's tank. But, um, so, and I don't have the exact numbers, but that still puts us well above the average we had last year of 99.5 plus percent that arrived alive and stayed alive. So I'm pretty happy with what we're doing. The, only offering overnight shipping. I know it's super expensive. 
And I know it, it makes it so some of you just won't order. Um, you know, that's, that's a lot to shell out on, on shipping. I totally understand it. But it is proving to be better for the fish because everyone seems to be doing pretty well with that during the cold of winter. So I'm sorry about the expense, but I think I owe it to the fish to keep doing that. And spring's coming. As soon as it warms up, we'll, we'll get back to some two-day shipping and things. Okay, so anyway, one of my customers in the report and telling me how the fish arrived and everything asked me a question that I want to address before I get to your questions and comments in the stream. The question they asked was, why don't you mark the box live fish? I don't label the boxes I send live fish. And that's an excellent question. And I just thought it'd be worth mentioning here real quick so you all know why. Now, I've done that in the past. And the reason I don't do it anymore is I found two issues. Number one is that the special treatment they give boxes marked that way often actually slows down the delivery. So the other boxes are in the system. They're just going the normal thing. And then there's these special boxes that are labeled. And sometimes whatever they do to try to help actually slows down the process. So I just found that delivery times tend to be more quicker, more often if I don't mark the box live fish. It's just here's the normal box on the normal route. Here we go. Versus here's this. Oh, what? What do I do with this? And then set it aside, go ask the supervisor, what do we do with this, all that stuff. It just slows down the process. So that's number one. Number two is I have had issues with um, animal rights. I don't want to say that because I like animal rights, but with um, PETA type folks, maybe folks that are totally against people keeping fish in aquariums, seeing that and actually sabotaging boxes or shipments and things like that. So if it's delivered to your porch and it says live fish and your neighbor um, thinks it's, you know, unethical and reprehensible and horrible and immoral for you to keep fish, sees that box in your porch, there could be issues. Or if someone a, one of the thousands of people these boxes go by in transit in the warehouses and delivery routes and all that stuff that actually handles the box sees that there can be issues. So those are the two reasons I don't do it. And I do go back and forth every now and then I'm like, oh, maybe I should label it. And every now and then someone asks me, could you please label it live fish? Because the end delivery person, when they see that, knows this person keeps fish and takes it right up to the door instead of leaving it out at the post at the uh, mailbox and things like that. So I, I am torn on it a little bit, but overall, um, for me, it seems that not labeling just is safer and quicker than labeling. And by the way, there haven't been a ton of deliveries sabotaged or anything like that, but um, we're pretty sure that that's happened in at least one case. And that's why I originally stopped labeling the boxes live fish. And this was years and years ago. And the truth is, I don't even remember all the details of it, but that's why. Okay. Um, I think I've chewed the fat here on my own long enough. So let's get to your questions and comments. If you have a question or comment for me, I'm happy to engage. If I 
don't know the answer, I'll just straight up tell you I don't know. Or, well, I've never ha experienced that, but here's what I think, you know, I'll try to be clear with you. So you know the level of answer you're getting, <laughs> how much to trust it. But um, if you if you have a question or comment for me, if you would type the at symbol, then immediately start typing dance fish, you'll see it highlight or populate, you click on that, it highlights for me. And the mods will, um, will every now and then put a, a, a comment that shows how to do that in case you're wondering. If I'm not answering, it's simply because it's not highlighting for me or because chat jumps on me or I'm so far behind that YouTube punishes me by making chat go to the bottom and cutting off all the things at the top. I can't actually see all the comments. So it just means I'm simply not seeing your comments. So if you notice that I'm in the chat and I passed your question or comment and not answered it, just repost it. I'm not ignoring you. I just literally haven't seen it if that's happening. So I'm going to scroll up as high as I can and get to these. I want to start by thanking my mods, the former 54 Punchy, also not candy, now known as Punchy Paints. By the way, Pam, I like the new username. I think it's to the point and uh, short and sweet. Uh, I like it. Punchy Paints. So thank you. Candy Overholes, thanks for being here. Killers Aquatics, thank you for everything you do. And I saw Skipper's Aquariums. Um, in the pre-chat, I was madly trying to get the engines up and running. Um, so I couldn't reply, but Skipper's Aquariums, glad you're back. Welcome. Glad you could make it this time around. All right, so here we go. Ugg Aquatics, a dance fish. I have plants I can give away. Awesome. You want to throw them onto this giveaway or do a separate one or do your own? Like if, if you have plants and you want to donate them to a giveaway here or on the next live stream, that's great. We can make that work kind of like we did with Bob last week with the gift certificates. Or if you're saying you have plants and you want to do your own giveaway, yeah, go for it. Um, I'm not an expert on plants, but lots of people love them and lots of people need them and want them. So that would be awesome. <laughs> that username, Aquatics. I just love it. All right. Recons Aquariums, y'all don't forget the like for Dan's Fish, 139 watching, 64 likes. Why, thank you, Recon. I appreciate that. Thanks for being here and getting us some likes. Renamar, will you be getting in any dwarf platies, either the coral red or the blues? They are hard to find. Please. So, Rena, um, you know, if I saw a group of dwarf platies at a, in a decent batch at a decent price, I would totally get them. The issue is I'm probably not going to do it in the immediate future because I'm focused on a big order from Nigeria and a big order out of Indonesia, trying to get killies and some rare cichlids and, and kerosens and things from uh, Africa, and then trying to get wild type bettas and some other really neat things out of Indonesia. So knowing where I'm ordering from, I don't think I'll be able to order on the next two orders. And I plan on filling the fish annex and the current facility behind me to bursting with these orders. So it depends on how fast I sell through and what I choose to order next. Um, the next order might be from Columbia. I'm not quite sure. But the honest answer is I, I wish I could. 
but the exporters I plan to to import from for the next foreseeable future, I doubt we'll have any. So if you can find some anywhere else, I would suggest to do that just because I don't, it'll be a while, I think, before I can do that for you. Now, if anyone here has any or has a good source for them, would they list it in the comments for Rena? Um, and if you make it at Rena Mar, so it highlights so they can see it and get right to it, uh, let's, let's help out if we can. I'm sorry, I just won't be able to do that in the immediate future. Reels Tank saying hi. Hey, Real, I hope you're doing well. Always good to see you. Hope the angels are doing good. Did you ever get the discus to spawn and any of the fry to survive? I am a couple months behind on videos for most people just because I've been absolutely swamped building this new facility on top of everything I normally do. Um, so I apologize, Reels, if you've made videos of it and you've got a bunch of discus fry and they're doing well and you've shown it 10 times. I, I'm just way behind, but curious how that's going for you. Jay Jr., what's your shipping rate look like free at a certain amount? Uh, Jay Jr., my shipping rates for one, for next day shipping UPS, which is actually next day shipping in, in almost every instance, unlike Express, where I swear more than half the time it is not next day are they start at 39 bucks for um let me make sure that's right nope yeah ups next day 39.50 is where it starts that's up to six fish in most instances um the next size up is a medium box i can do usually about 15 fish in a medium box that's for 54 dollars and 50 cents in a large box I can fit 22 fish in. Um, that is $64.60 UPS next day, which if you know what UPS's rates are, it's pretty reasonable. Um, it's still not cheap, but it's a lot less. I, I get like a bulk discount rate. So it, it's less than, than you, I used to have to pay for sure. And I get that by going to goshippo.com and running my account through them because then my orders are amalgamated onto all their other orders and massive orders, so UPS gives a discount. Now, um, so during the winter, when I'm shipping next day, I don't offer free shipping on, on any amount. If someone ordered a couple thousand dollars worth of fish, maybe I do free shipping, but in, in general, no. And the reason is, is in the winter, I actually lose money if you average it out on shipping. So during the winter with the heat packs and the expensive shipping, I actually charge you less than it costs me. In the summer, I charge a little tiny bit more. And so it tends to equal out over the year, but I simply don't have any wiggle room on the shipping for next day. It's 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 very expensive for me. I'm not like charging a bunch of shipping and making margin on it by any means. I'm actually losing money. If you average it out on every box I'm sending out, I lose a few bucks on the shipping side of things. So, um, so I can't. Now in the summer, when it warms up, then I offer free shipping on like a purchase of $100 or more because then I can send things USPS priority and it's not 
as expensive at all. It works out to like a 25% discount on your order if you get free shipping that way. So, um, but in the winter, Jay Jr., I just can't. 44 Mad Guy, fish and more. Hey, hey, right back at you. Welcome, glad you're here. Small Fry Aquatics, hey, good to see you, Small Fry Craig. I feel like it's been a minute. At Dan's Fish, when I typed this, you were talking shipping. I've had better experiences with 96 hour heat packs. Have you? Awesome. I'm glad you're figuring those out. No, I just stopped. In fact, I'm sending all of them back. <laughs> I talked to TSK and I was like, I can't use these. So no, I have not cracked them yet, but I'm glad you have. That's awesome. Is there any specific trick you've discovered to make them work? Um, when I couldn't even just lay them out on a table in and have them all burn at a good clip. I was like, man, if they aren't going to burn with that much oxygen on them, if I put them in a box, they're for sure not going to burn. So I, because of that, I was like, Ooh, can't take that risk. And I, I have not used them, but please do let me know what your method is to get them to work because I haven't found out how to make them work yet. Um, I eventually just said, Nope, I'm done. And went back to 72 hours. Hey, Bentley, good to see you. I just saw you left a comment uh, helping someone out in the chat. I appreciate it. By the way, I don't know if I thank people that do that enough. Thank you, everyone who's helping folks out in the chat. Um, I know there's a lot of side conversations going on and things, and I just really appreciate it when someone can come here and get an answer, even if it's not from me. In fact, a lot of times it's better if it doesn't come from me, especially if it's about plants or something like that which Bentley is, uh, you know, an expert on. Master horticulturist, I believe is the title. Fishkeeper Cole, I have an abundance, that's an understatement, yep, of guppies. They are all mixed breed, but they are all nice to look at. Okay, sorry. They are all mixed breed, but they overall look nice enough to sell. Okay, would it be worth setting up a Get Gill store for them? Um, I want to say yes, just because as an owner in Get Gills, by the way, getgills.com, if you have fish to sell or want to buy fish and supplies from other hobbyists, check it out. Um, I want to say yes, just because I always want to get more people on there. But the truth is, Fishkeeper Cole, there are already lots and lots and lots of guppies. Let's see how many at getgills.com. Let's just take a quick look here. Um, let's look at live bears. And I think we broke out guppies. Oh, where are they? Did we place them somewhere else? Here they are. There's 37 listings of guppies and there are already several, if I remember right, kind of mixed batch type guppies on here. Let's see though, maybe not. As I browse through, I'm not seeing a whole lot of mixed batch. Guppies, fancy mutt guppies, okay. Mixed fancy guppies, mixed fan. Okay, yeah. So, so it's up to you. I would check out Get Gills. Look at the other folks already selling those uh, kind of mixed fancy guppies, assorted guppies, that that kind of stuff. It, it appears that there's already several on there, and so if that's your only item, 
what's probably going to happen is someone will be browsing. They'll go to your store. Okay, they've got mixed fancy guppies. They'll click on another one with mixed fancy guppies and they'll see that they have those plus some other stuff. And it's more likely that they'll order from someone else just because uh, then they can get a few different things in one shipment versus just one species. But check it out and decide for yourself if you think it's worth it or not. Setting up a store on GetGills is pretty darn quick and easy, I think. Um, other folks can chime in. <laughs> I, I'm, it's easy for me. I mean, we built the website. But, um, well, Jonathan built it. But, you know, I was there every step of the way, um, breathing down his neck, looking over his shoulder. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. But, yeah, that's my thoughts, um, Fishkeeper Cole is it's super easy to set up a store. So maybe it's worth it, but that's an item that there's already a lot of there. So I'd hate for you to spend a bunch of time, set up a store, expect to get a whole bunch of sales and then be disappointed. So those are my thoughts on that. Ugh aquatics. If you put live fish on a box that comes to my town, you can leave it in the open indefinitely. Okay. If you put live fish on a box that comes to my town, you can leave it in the open indefinitely. I'm not sure, Ugg, exactly what you mean by that. Um, I know we were talking shipping live fish and labeling the box versus not. I'm sure that I'm sure that comment made sense. And maybe if I do a, watch a replay and read through the chat as it's going, I'll totally get it. But right now, my brain's having trouble processing that ug i'm sorry l flower one stars do you label handle with care at least on the box it says perishable this side up is what the box says and and by the way i i just this i've i've <laughs> i'm not sure that helps either to label handle with care i really don't know if it does I hear all kinds of stories and see all kinds of videos of stuff where I, I just think just send the box. Don't draw any special attention to it. And that's probably your best bet. Countryside Aquatics. Will you be getting any shipments from South America with all your new tanks? So South America is third on the list. The first order will be from Nigeria. I didn't. Did I just flip you off? I didn't mean to. From Nigeria, um, which depending on how many of the species actually come in and all that, I'll land them in the tanks. Once they're all in the tanks, I'll know how much tank space is left. Then I'll put in the second order out of Indonesia. That's the plan today anyway. Once those fish come in, it might fill up the rest of the tanks or there might still be some space. If there's still some space and it's adequate to do a full import, because it takes a lot of space to do an import, then, then I very well might do Colombia, maybe Peru, but probably Colombia. So that's the plan. If, um, if I do Nigeria and Indonesia and there's just not enough space for a full import order, then I'll order um, through other suppliers and just get odds and ends, like maybe those little dwarf teacup platies and stuff like that. Um, by the way, you're comment because it says South America reminds me there's been some folks asking about the South American puffers. I do have them. They're doing really well. They've been, I think I've had them for two and a half, maybe three months at this point. So I'm pretty comfortable selling them. The only reason I haven't listed them yet is I have been just so, so 
it's not overwhelmed. That implies like I'm feeling anxious and my having heart palpations and stuff. It's not that, but just so focused and driven to get the fish annex built. But now that that's done, I do plan within the next few days or at the latest next week to go ahead and list the South American puffers, the geophagus wine milleri, and some other fish that I have that I've just been, um, just have not got around to listing for those that have been asking about that. Karen Robb at Dan's Fish. What are scuds and what do they do? Scuds are amazing. So what a scud is, is a freshwater amphipod. Um, if you think of kind of like a pill bug or a roly poly that lives underwater, that's kind of-ish, kind of what they are, I guess. They're not exactly that, but kind of like that. And so, so like a small little freshwater shrimp. They get about a quarter of an inch. They eat all kinds of algaes. They breathe like rabbits. They are amazing food for fish. I absolutely love them. The only thing that I found to be uh, a problem with scuds is if you have tanks with shrimps, say caridina, neocaridina, you know, stuff like that, and there's scuds in those tanks, then the scuds population can absolutely boom and they can outcompete the shrimp. So if you have shrimp tanks, make sure you keep the scuds out of there. And the other thing is the, the medicine you use to kill scuds if you do get an infestation is also likely to kill your shrimp too. They're very similar animals. So it's hard once they get infested in a shrimp tank to get rid of them. But besides that, no complaints whatsoever. I, I've kept them with fish eggs. They haven't eaten the fish eggs. I assume they do, but I haven't seen it. Um, and that's just taking a plant that has a bunch of rainbow fish eggs on it or something, putting it in the scud tank, and then a few weeks later been like, hey, there's a bunch of baby fish in there. It's not like putting in 10 eggs and counting if the scuds ate any of them. You know, maybe they ate a bunch of them and some just didn't get eaten. I don't know. But uh, they definitely have never bothered free-swimming fry. And I mean, even tiny, tiny little free-swimming fry like bettas. So I find them to be awesome um, in a live food culture. They're amazing. You can every now and then take out a scoop and feed them to your fish and your fish will absolutely love you for it. I, anytime I get a plant that just gets totally covered in algae, I'll take it out, put it in a scud tank and the, the scuds will eat the algae right off it. I don't see them eating a lot of live plant material unless there's absolutely nothing else available. They prefer algaes and decaying materials. Um, dead stuff is what they prefer. They're scavengers. But that's kind of what they do. Skippers Aquariums, I am here. All right, Skipper, glad you're here. And I'm glad you could make it this week. Pugamus Maximus. <laughs> Every time I picture a little pug dog with like a, I don't know, like a, a Spartan sword and shield and helmet or like a big Superman cape type thing, Pugamus Maximus. I am Rome. <laughs> Name a couple of options for community fish that can control shrimp populations, but not other fish. Okay. So a lot of your little micro predators, um, Irithrania werneri, the threadfin rainbow, will eat baby shrimp. And that they're just, it's just the natural food for them. Tiny little living organisms. Um, scarlet battis, um, black tiger battis, the Dario, any of the Dario, 
will do that as well. So um, Celestial Pearl Danios will do it. So a lot of those tiny little nanofish that are naturally micro predators and often you know them because it's often hard to get them to eat flake food in the aquarium. Those that I mentioned, not so much, but um, those little guys, they're driven by tiny things that move. They just search and pick all day long. So any of those will do it. Any of the Selexithes, so either Celestial Pearl Danios or um, Emerald Blue Danios, is it? Erythromicron, Dwarf Emerald Razzaboras, those two will do it. The Threadfin Rainbows will do it. And the baddest, the different Dario species for sure will do it. And they won't bother full-grown shrimp. If they found one in a molt, maybe they would. So have some hiding spaces for your adults. But they'll pick off the little babies. And so you can keep your shrimp population but not have it explode on you with those species. So that's my best um, recommendation. And I know this because I had a nice colony of tiger shrimp and I was raising threadfin rainbows and I thought, oh, this will be great. I'll raise the threadfin rainbow babies in with the tiger shrimp. If there's any food that the threadfin rainbow babies miss, the tiger shrimp will eat it. You know, it won't get polluted in the tank that way. It'll be a great synergetic combination. And it was until those little baby threadfin rainbows got to, I don't know, half an inch in size or so, still little bitty things. And they started going around and just picking off all the little newborn shrimps and eating them all. And pretty soon, <laughs> my thousands of babies that I was super excited about were down to zero. So I've observed that with, with threadfin rainbows and, I, and with some of those other species that I mentioned. Jay Adams, do you still have Limia nigra fasciata? None are listed for sale. I do but I um, don't have any for sale. I'm trying to build the colony back up. I, I sold tons and tons and tons. And even though I don't have them listed for sale, often people will come over, locals will come to the store and see them and I'll sell more. And so I, I'm, I, I just, I don't have, I'm afraid that if I sold any right now, I would get the population down to a point where it wouldn't bounce back quickly. So I'm just waiting for the population to recover. It's going to take a couple months for them to have babies, have them grow up big enough that I'm like, okay, I can start selling these again. Michael Wentworth, I'm quiet, but here and listening. Michael Wentworth, you're so well behaved there in the back of the classroom. <laughs> Building a rack for more tanks, three times your current tanks equals world peace. You know it. Thanks for inspiring me to grind and get it done. Hashtag breeding is pleasure. So I really enjoyed watching Michael's build. He's posting pictures of it as he goes through the process of building his fish room. You can follow along at the Get Gills Facebook group. Um, just on Facebook, search Get Gills, and we should pop up. Uh, Michael's a mod there and posts some cool stuff, including his fish room build. So thanks, Michael, for uh, modding, and thanks to Cynthia as well for modding that Facebook group. I appreciate you both. Disco fish. Um, Rena Mar, regarding dwarf platies, thanks for the answer and totally understand, but keep them in mind. I'll keep them in mind. My favorite platy ever, neon yellow calico. Uh, I love them. I'll get them in again sometime. It's been a while. 
Small Fry Aquatics, a recent valid criticism I received from a customer. Sold Java Moss and I absolutely have snails. Man, did I get lit up. Are yours snail free? No. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, I didn't think anyone would expect it to be snail free, but if you're getting Java Moss or any plants from me ever, you're very likely to get snails. You could get scuds, although this tank doesn't have scuds in it that I'm going to take the Java Moss out of this time around. Um, you, you could get detritus worms. I love all these creatures. I, they keep my tanks happy and healthy. They keep the detritus down. They eat all the algae. They keep stuff in balance. So I love snails and stuff. So I never think to say, um, be careful, these have snails, because when I get snails in on a plant, I'm delighted. <laughs> so, but if you are someone that does not like snails, don't ever get a plant from me ever, ever, ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, or anyone else, unless they're tissue cultured, you can't realistically expect that there can't be snails in there. There's not going to be algae there. There's not going to be all kinds of little critters. It's just the reality. Tissue culture, you're probably good. Anything else? you're going to introduce critters into your tank. And it doesn't light me up when people complain about that. I don't get mad, but I'm just like, that's the reality. I, I don't know anyone that can snail, can snail. <laughs> I don't know anyone that can snail plants. They can sell plants and guarantee there's no snails in them um, unless they're tissue cultured. Because even if you kill all the adults, you're going to miss egg masses. You're going to miss newly hatched snails. Even if you treat the tank with a chemical that kills the adults, those egg masses are, are bulletproof. Something's going to survive. Man, sorry. Sorry, Craig. I, I guess I need to make sure that's on all my listings of any plants. I guess I need to make sure. And I think I might already say, Plants plus sun-dry critters and algaes, I think. <laughs> yeah, I feel for you. That's a tough one. L Flower one stars. Does the wild bettas, do the wild bettas hide a lot in the tank? Sometimes. Yes and no. Um, in some setups, they're super comfortable and they're out and about and all the time. And when I take the lid off, they rush up for food. And when they see me walk by, they come to the glass and beg for food. In other setups, they can be very reclusive and you never see them. It totally depends on how they feel. So how do you set up a tank for the best chance of them being out and about and you've seen them enjoying them a lot? In my experience, it's tons of cover. I have lots of java moss, lots of water sprite, lots of tubes for them to hide in little caves and things. Lots of cover. Lots of bettas helps. If they're in a big group, they're a lot more likely to be out and about. And the other thing that helps is dither fish, other species in the tank. So I have a group of betta rubra right now. They are in a 75-gallon tank choked with java moss caves, water sprite, at least half the tank, right? The other half is free and clear. Um, has thread finicaras in it, has a couple ember tetras in it, has, um, I don't know, a few little odds and ends in it that I can't remember, some quarries and stuff. Those fish are always out and about. Now I can startle them and they'll dart away, but if I walk by, they come out and they want food. They're very comfortable because there's a large group of them in there and... Well, it's getting smaller all the time as I sell them off, but, and they're just females, by the way, 
Anyone that's, I used to have males. I've sold out of males. All I have left, I think, is a group of females. So I, I know a bunch of people are about to say, I want a pair. But I, I, they're just females that were left from the last batch I raised. It was female heavy. So I sold all the males and pairs I could. And now I'm down to females. Um, every now and then, I'll like get surprised and maybe spot a male. Like happened two weeks ago um, when I did the random fish giveaway. A pair of better rubra were sent with that. But as far as I know, they're just females. But anyway, that tank, tons of cover and plenty of other fish. They're out and about all the time. I have another tank. It's a five and a half gallon, lots of java moss, some caves and stuff. There were only four fish in that and I never saw them. And that was a brooding tank. So I take males that were holding and move them there so they could hold and then release the fry without being disturbed by the rest of the aquarium and I could get good survival rates. So they did that. And then um, after a while, they were in there for a long time after they were done brooding and they, I never saw them. So it can go both ways, but big tank, other fish, lots of hiding spaces. And generally they learn to come out and about and not strong flow. These guys don't like a lot of current in the tank that can definitely drive them to a a corner or into a cave where they're sheltered and stuff. So you don't want a ton of current, a couple of things, bubbling box filter, sponge filter, maybe an air stone. That's plenty. Power filters um, could really be an issue for them and make them hide just to get out of current. All right. Real stinks. I lost all my discus. Oh, the heater. Oh, really? I'm so sorry to hear that. Actually, now that you say that, did I already know that? Maybe that's ringing a bell. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry to bring it up too. If that happened, that's no fun. Didn't mean to rip off for, you know, lemon juice on the cut. Sorry about that. Michael Kamen thoughts on Hydra. Ooh, eradication methods and who eats it. Still raising fry in the tanks and worried about the babies getting enough baby brine shrimp. So cutting food is not ideal. Yeah. So that's, that's when Hydra is an issue. So when you're trying to raise a batch of babies, you're feeding baby brine shrimp, the Hydra are like, Ooh, and they eat a ton of baby brine shrimp and their population just goes boom. And pretty soon every surface of the tank is just covered in a fuzz of Hydra. Um, yeah, I, I, I know exactly what that's like. And that's rough. Then what do you do? You can't cut the brine shrimp because then your baby fish starve. You can't keep feeding the brine. You can't keep the hydra because they'll eat the baby fish. So it's a conundrum. A couple things. The the one that tends to work, I can't remember if it's flubendazole or fenbendazole, um, but I used to take like dog dewormer, panicure, or or any of the others. I think it was fenbendazole and um, take some of that, blend it up in some water so that it's really well mixed in because it doesn't dissolve easily and pour that in and that if i remember right help take care of it i think flu bendazole would do the same thing so those are two things that that can work and are readily available copper will definitely kill them if nothing else works but copper can be harsh on your biological filtration and other things inverts even on fish, if it's in too many doses. And I don't know how well fry are going to do in copper. So that might not be the best in a rearing tank type situation. But that's my best for you is fenbendazole and flubendazole. But fish that eat them, I think, again, a lot of your little micro predators will probably do it. But besides something like... um, 
like kissing gourami or some big beast like that. I actually can't think of a species that I'm like, I know that eats hydra. Does anyone here know? I, I suspect some of your little micro predator fish would, but, and like, I, I'm thinking croaking gouramis would just go to town on them, but I really don't know what, I can't think of a small fish besides like the kissing gourami, which is a big beast and gets really mean, um, that would eat them. So I'm sorry, I'm failing you there. If anyone else knows, please do chime down below. And if you make it at Michael Kamen, so it highlights for him and he can see your response easily, that would be awesome. Skippers Aquariums at Pugimus Maximus. Dun, 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 dun. I am Rome. Ask a name, a couple of opinions for community fish that can control shrimp population, but no, they're, oh, oh, got it. Skippers is bringing that to my attention. Thank you, Skippers Aquariums. Already covered that one. Rockford fish keeping. When is your next shipment coming in? So it depends. I'm hoping. Okay. Here's what I hope happens. Tomorrow I order the blackworms. Hopefully they ship them overnight and I get them Friday, but they might not. It might be middle of next week before I get them. Like if they ship them on a Monday or Tuesday or something like that. Right. From the time the blackworms come, I'm setting my clock and thinking that in two weeks I'll be ready to do the order. Because what's going to happen is I'll get the blackworms in, I'll put them in the tanks, then I'll grab all the cycled media that I've been working on, all the lava rock and some plants and stuff, and seed all the aquariums with that. Now I've got blackworms that create waste, which creates ammonia, and then nitrite and nitrate, right? And I've got some seeded media to kickstart the, uh, the nitrifying bacteria populations. Um, my hope is that within two weeks... I'll be able to get that system up and running, that everything will have become coated in algae, and then I'll be comfortable making the order. But it's kind of up to the system. Um, if it happens in a week, maybe I'll do the order a little earlier, although probably not. I probably hang out for two weeks just to be sure. But if in two weeks I haven't seen an algae bloom come in, then I'll have to wait until that happens. So, so it's kind of going to be up to the system. Uh, I just have to wait and see. I'll also be testing. I've got a thank you again to, sorry, I'm reaching for something, to Steamfot Aquatics for notifying me that there were a bunch of test kits. So I got four of them for ammonia, um, nitrite, nitrate, plus a bunch of other stuff. I got the five-in-ones and the ammonia test kits. Um, so I can also test the system as it goes through and see when it's it's kind of done cycling and things. Now, it's a little risky. It's a brand new system. I'm going to get it up and kickstarted and then turn around and order, you know, <laughs> many thousands of dollars of fish. And so that's why I want to wait for the algae bloom. Because once the algae's bloomed, then I'm like, okay, I'm confident putting fish in here. And that's the reason I'm ordering so many black worms, because 20 pounds, I can put about a quarter of a pound in each aquarium. That's enough that that's a good bio load. That's, that's, a, that's a good amount of animals and I'll feed them heavily. So I think that I can get that bacteria pollination up, the filters get all seeded, everything up, and then the algae is kind of the last step, just get some life in there, right? So that's the process and I don't control all of that process time-wise. Yeah. Frank White, 93 likes from cool fish people and one dislike from a PETA member who hates you. <laughs> 
<laughs> hates your past box labeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's always one. We always start a live stream with a dislike, and every now and then I get a second one. If I get two dislikes, I'm always like, oh, man, I screwed up on that one. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You know, this is... This is my time to geek out and have fun with you guys and uh, just be me. And if people don't like that, feel free to dislike it. Uh, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I talk. This is how I think. Um, if it's not your cup of tea and you feel like you must protest with a dislike, go nuts. And then be off with you. Go find a channel you do like. Stop wasting your time here where you don't like it. Plenty of options. What do I see here? What do I see from the one and only Ginger Graves? $9.99 thrown down. More wild betta species, please. I want <laughs> I want the precious. <laughs> Ginger, I'm doing my best. They are unbelievably expensive. Um, even buying in quantity and buying directly from the exporter. So I'm still haggling, trying to get it to a point... So, so when I do the order from Indonesia, there's lots of fish besides wild type bettas I can bring in. And so worst case scenarios, I bring in a bunch of other stuff and a few species of wild type bettas just because of their price. Or if I can haggle enough to get the price down or skip this supplier and go a step further and find the people that are that this supplier buys from, you know, get, get as far up the chain as I can and get a price that makes sense, then I can order, I think there's 16, 17 species that I'd really like to bring in. But the, that's, oh, I forget how many dollars worth, but it's many, many thousands, tens of thousands of dollars worth of bettas. And so I'm trying to work the price down to a point that makes sense. Um, I'm hesitant, especially with the new system, to pay a whole bunch for large quantities of many kinds of wild bettas and then bring them in the system and either have an issue or not have an issue and just find out, you know what? There's not a market for these. I sold five pairs of each and now I'm left with 95, 45 pairs of each and I can't move them, right? So, um, so it's going to depend on the price I can work them down to. And I'm not trying to work them down because, because I'm like you know, you will give me the best price so I can make tons of money. I'm just trying to work them down to a price that makes sense so that I feel like I can actually move through the quantity I'll have to buy. If the price is too high and I have to charge a higher price for them, then I'm really worried about getting a situation where, okay, I've got a hundred bettas of a certain species. I sell six to people that love bettas and then the other 94 just sit there forever because the price is so high, right? So, but I'm working hard on it. It is a focus. It's a passion and a love I have. I love wild type bettas. Um, so I'm doing, I'm, I'm pulling out all the stops and trying everything I know to make it work. Scott's Aquatics, what kind of fish are you or would you like to start selling? Well, Scott's Aquatics, I am so glad you asked. Let me show you what I currently sell. So if you go to getgills.com, go to stores, 
here's my store, Dan's Fish, and you can see everything I have for sale. Um, or you can type in dancefish.com and it takes you right to this page. So there's, I don't know, maybe 50 species I currently have for sale, something like that. Um, just quickly showing them to you so you can get an idea. And I'm pretty low right now. I've been so focused on, on building the fish annex that I haven't done a lot of ordering new species in for a little while and kind of getting pictures and getting stuff posted. But dancefish.com, you can check them all out or getgills.com. It, it all takes you to the same place. Um, but what I'm planning on bringing in, so I have a facility behind me that I currently sell out of and I've been selling out of for a while and it's, it's my business. It's how I make my living. Um, What's going on with the fish annex, we're calling it, is it's an additional facility I'm building on my property to just be able to bring in more stuff and sell more stuff. And my focus there is killifish, um, rare, peaceful, kind of small dwarf cichlids out of West Africa, some neat kerosens out of Africa that are hard to find, tetras, tetratypes. And then wild type bettas is kind of the focus. But there's also all kinds of rainbow fish, um, all kinds of danios, rasboras, different catfish, different stuff. So there's a lot of stuff available. Um, kind of covers the gamut. It, generally, it's small-ish. Like probably doesn't exceed four inches or so generally. Every now and then I'll get something in that. We'll get bigger like Uwaru or uh, Burmese clouded archer fish, things like that. But in general, they're peaceful and they're small. Uh, kind of the focus is more or less community fish, stuff that does well in planted tanks sometimes, th that kind of things. So not like Rift Lake African cichlids, never on purpose anyway. Every now and then some will show up because they'll just send them to me, even though I like I tried to order a bunch of... Um, a bunch of epistos and I got sent a bunch of mangano. At least that's what I think they are. They might be Johanna, they might be some kind of cross, I'm not sure, but calling them mangano with the disclaimer that I don't really know for sure what they are. But that's an exception. Okay. Woo! Chat did the jumpies. Chat be jumping. The next comment I can see, because chat jumped on me and like locked me out of the chop because I'm so far behind, <laughs> which is par for the course here on the uh, Fishmonger live stream. The first comment I can now see is from Chewy LTD, and it says, Hello at Dance Fish and everyone. Well, hello, Chewy, right back at you. Skipper's Aquariums to ask a question, type at, and then Dance Fish so it highlights for him to see. Yes, please. Thank you, Skipper, for reminding folks. Ugg Aquatics. I meant plants for the live stream i only really have rare stuff so it's a good win 25 to 60 dollars all i ask to pay ship also can you get baddest baddest cool well Ugg, if you need money for your giveaway um you'll probably need to do it on your own but thank you so much i i appreciate that um when I do a giveaway, though, I, I don't want to I want to make them just a true a true thing where it's like you won. It's free. It's it's no hassle here. I'll send it to you Monday. So I totally understand, by the way, this is not me saying how dare you or anything. I know shipping's trust me. I know how much shipping is. It's expensive. It's uh, it's a big deal. I get it. So 
I totally understand that it's like, yeah, I'm willing to do a giveaway, but you got to cover shipping. Like that's standard. It's not a problem. Uh, please do that. Uh, it's just not what I'm trying to do here in the live streams. Um, also, can you get baddest baddest? Yes, I can. I can get baddest baddest. And they are a fish that I love. I've had them in the past um, here in the facility, and I do plan to get again. It's just going to depend, though. These first, the first massive orders: Nigeria, Indonesia, and Colombia. I don't think I don't think the Indonesian folks have Batis Batis on the list. I think it's from India, if I remember right. Batis Batis. Well, I'd have to look at that, but um, I can get it. Just probably not the focus. Uh, the first few orders from these specialized exporters because they don't carry it. And when I'm doing these specialized, these orders from these specialized exporters, I'm really trying to focus on stuff I, I simply can't get anywhere else. That's the focus because baddest, baddest, I, I can get. It's on the list every week from my normal suppliers. But I do hope to get them in. I like them. The thing with them, though, is getting them to eat um, dry foods, flakes or uh, pellets or rapashi even, I, I haven't had luck. So if you're getting baddest baddest, in my experience, I have to have a whole bunch of live food and a whole bunch of frozen food available. It's kind of like getting a puffer. You know, I have to be ready. And so it's not something I can just order up on a whim and be like, yeah, I'm going to get that. You know, I have to be ready. Otherwise, they get emaciated, the waste away, and they don't do well. So they are something that I, I get, but I have to prepare for. Cat and fish at Dance Fish Marble and COE. Cat and fish, I'm not sure what that refers to. If you could leave me more, here you did. Cat and fish, I have baby snails like crazy in my Shelly tank. Yeah, that'll happen, especially if you have uh, Malaysian trumpet snails. You know, they do well, they dig down and aerate the gravel or the sand or whatever, but they can absolutely explode. In a Shelly tank, if you're trying to get rid of the baby snails, maybe you're like, I have baby snails and you're geeking out so they're so cute. Yay, good for you. But if you said that because you're like, I have so many snails, what do I do? There's too many. Um, in a Shelly tank, I'd probably suggest getting assassin snails. There's lots of fish that will predate on snails, lots of your loaches and things like that. But Shelly's are pretty aggressive, so they might uh, target. If you got like some loaches in there to eat the snails, that might be a problem. But it'd probably be safe to get a group of assassin snails in there. If you're like, I have too many snails, what do I do? Um, that would probably work in a Shelly tank for snail control. Against the flow, that is a great user name. It's like an aquarium thing, but a little bit rebel. I like it. Against the flow. Do pond slash bladder snails eat fish eggs? I've never seen them do it. I've hatched tons of fish in tanks full of snails. Not had a problem. That being said, I don't know if that's true for every species. There may be a species that has small eggs or delicate eggs that don't have a hard enough shell to repel snails or, 
you know, that could be the case, but I've never observed that. And I'm never hesitant to put snails in with my eggs or, uh, or my wrigglers or anything like that. Cause I really don't think they eat them unless they're dead. If the egg dies, it might get eaten. Or if a wriggler dies, it might get eaten, but I've never seen any direct attacks. Now there's other people that do say that snails eat eggs. I don't know if they're saying that and they're just repeating lore that they read on the internet or heard or something, or if they have actual experience with that happening. Um, and I don't want to discount that that could happen, but I've never experienced it. Rockford Fishkeeping. There are places that, that sell snail-free plants. In fact, the place I get plants from are like that. That's awesome if you found a place that can do that. Um, I know there's a lot of places that advertise they're selling snail-free plants, if you found one that actually is selling snail-free plants, that's awesome. Good for you. Chewy LTD snails and other mollusks like clams, oysters, and mussels are important. It's one of the reasons gobies are banned from BC. Oh, really? So the gobies will, will focus on the uh, shellfish, and British Columbia does not want that because it would devastate the ecosystem. That's what I'm taking from that message. That makes sense if I'm reading that right, if I'm getting that meaning correct. That makes sense to me. Just one more fish with Josh. Finally made it home from work. Been listening on the road. Hey, welcome. And by the way, congrats for making it through another day of work. I hope you have a job that you love. If not, double congrats for making it home from work. Finished building the fish room. Yes, and have gone from 28 tanks to 45. Still have 55 tanks to install. Josh is doing his bit to create world peace. Remember, three times your current aquariums equals world peace. If we all did that, I swear this world would be a better place. <laughs> so, of course, that's tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, aquariums just do a lot. They... they calm you down. You just sit and watch it in an aquarium. You know, there's all these apps and all these people trying to figure out meditation to calm their minds, which I get like with everything coming at you on all your screens surrounding you all the time, your mind can get super cluttered these days. I totally get it, but I've never had a problem with meditating because my whole life I've sat in front of fish tanks and watched the fish. And there's something about uh, the motion of the fish of the plants, if I've got them, the bubbling of the water, there's something about that that just calms my mind and allows me to slough off all that poison in my head. Um, and so I, I kind of mean it when I say 3x your current aquariums equals world peace. I, I really do in my own life experience a benefit from them. I don't have to work real hard at like making sure I'm doing stuff to connect with nature and, and clear my mind because because it surrounds me. <laughs> now, also, 3X tanks can create tons of work if it's not installed right, if the system's installed poorly, and, uh, and then you're stressed because you are having trouble keeping up with all the water changes and maintenance and stuff is getting neglected and you feel guilty, then it's the opposite effect, of course. But the 3X tanks equals world peace. I'm sticking to it. Cheshire Cat, welcome back. Good to see you again. I hope college is going well. I'm the same way. I got a new snail species from plants I bought and was delighted. I love snails. Yeah. And I don't mean to like say if you don't like snails, there's something wrong with you. That's fine. Um, 
It's just, I wouldn't think that when I ordered plants at all, it wouldn't be a thing. Oh, this has snails on it. Water wizard. Hi, Dan. Hi, all. Good morning. Well, hello, water wizard. Welcome. Welcome. From whence you hail. What is it? Like the Netherlands or something? Something off yonder, if I remember right. Still one of the best images on a thumbnail for his user ID ever. The rainbow shiner. One of my favorites. Mike E.M. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey M. I only trust ram's horn snails. Doesn't seem to eat fish eggs, healthy fish eggs. Following smell, question mark. Will only eat dried eggs, question mark. Dead eggs, sorry. And they don't sneak in to eat a pistol eggs in caves at night. Yeah. Okay. So, so Mickey M is... Uh, is a green with my take on snails. Although I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't discount it if someone else is like, no, let me tell you, I seen my snails chow down on my rainbow fish eggs. Kayla's Aquatics, a dance fish, saw and video two of my highway cats recently. I saw the video, uh, Bob. I saw it earlier today. Um, that was awesome. I thought I left a comment. I could have got distracted. It, it happens. There's a lot going on. But I saw that they've got so big. Um, looks like they've turned darker. So which made me have a question. Um, is the highway stripe pattern still vivid on them when they grow up and get big like yours and, and turn dark like that? It, I was wondering, does it get, does the highway stripe pattern get kind of blotted out, darkened out, or... Is it the same or is it even more pronounced because it's against a darker background? So I, I was kind of curious about that. But yeah, I'm so glad that they're out and about. And I wonder if the third one's still around somewhere. Um, by the way, I still have one left if anyone's looking for um, Trilineatus. It used to be Pseudobagris Trilineatus, the highway cat out of China. Now it's, I can't remember the current genus name. But I've got one left if anyone's looking for them. Really cool, really cool fish. Elf flower one stars. Can wild bettas, like we had a little blip there. Sorry, folks. Waiting for it to reactivate here. And did that kill chat on me? And now we're back. Sorry, I don't know why that happened. No idea. I'm, like my family's not even home, so I know the internet upstairs is not being used to choke out bandwidth or whatever. Um, actually, it sounds like they just got back home, but they weren't home. Anyway, sorry, folks, if there was a little buffering going on or a little blip on your end. Bika 63, my thread fin rainbows have started displaying and sparring. Yes, this past week. Very pretty and impressive. But do I need to be concerned at all? No, no. The... Their display, I've, okay, I've never, I've kept many, many, many Threadfin rainbows for many, many years, and I've never seen them actually damage each other. It's all kind of display and showmanship, so I don't think you need to be concerned. I think they like displaying to each other. <laughs> Michael Wilson, dwarf garamis and common paradise fish will eat hydra when on starvation rations. Okay, so if you have some dwarf garamis and paradise fish and they're hungry... They will snack on, para on paradise fish, on hydra, says Michael Wilson. So that might be worth a shot. 
Just got to Ginger Graves super chat. Thanks again, Ginger. If folks are wondering how far behind we are, Rick May, what do you feed blackworms? Any high protein food. So what I'm going to do is clear out my freezer. I have tons of food in there that I bought and tried and not liked over the last while. And if I try something and I don't like it, like uh, LR Brett's, I tried tetracolor granules. I wanted to like them. I didn't like them. <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I feel like I'm betraying LR Brett's because he does phenomenal things with tetracolor granules. I tried them. I just didn't like them. Um, several foods like that. So I've got a freezer that's got a bunch of this stuff in it. And blackworms are a great opportunity to get rid of any of that. So that's what I'm going to start with. And then if I run out of that stuff, then I'll order a bag of like trout chow, the food that they feed at commercial hatcheries to raise trout and stuff. Um, We'll use that. And also they really like, like if you go buy frozen shrimp, raw frozen shrimp at your local grocery store, drop one of those in the tank. They'll just go and eat that up. They'll eat almost anything. High protein is pretty important, but they will also eat vegetable matter. So every now and then I'll drop in a piece of like pumpkin that I've frozen and thawed or blanched or something like that. Zucchini, all that stuff they'll eat. But protein does seem to be pretty important to them. Um, So I'd make the majority of the diet protein. And then they like rapashi a lot. It's soft and gooey and they like to burrow straight into it. Wow. I don't know if you can hear that, but I can tell my kids just got home because it sounds like I got a marching band above me. <laughs> 820. Okay. Going to try to burn through this so I can make it to the end for the drawing and uh, we can get out of here around uh, 830 ish. Just one more fish with Josh. With all these new tanks, I need to raise my brine shrimp game. Suggestions on where to buy them in a larger quantity. Where did I? Oh, geez. There's no one company I'd say go to them. They have the best. What I look for is price. So I shop Branchroom Direct. I look at kensfish.com. Uh, check out getgills.com. See if anyone has them there. They didn't recently when I just bought a can, but it might be worth a Google. Um, and I look on eBay. I look on Amazon. So I'm looking for price. So I want 85 hatch rate. I think it was availability and price point or something like that. Or my other supplier had a sale that week. So I did that. I can't remember. But thank you. I'm always looking at possibilities of other suppliers. I'm always on the hunt for new fish or better prices or just better quality fish or fish that are treated better, everything. So I really appreciate Water Wizard, you you suggesting them. Chewy LTD, are you familiar with the endangered Pink River Dolphin of the Rio Negro? Yes. In fact, um, my godfather, Jim Forche, um, his, was it? I think his daughter that just sent me pictures of her down there feeding them. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's what happened. Anyway, one of my close friends, I can't remember if it was Jim or his daughter or someone else. (laughs) Um, But anyway, yes, I'm aware of them. Man, I hope that they can save the freshwater dolphins. That would be just horrible if we can't hang on to those species. I don't know a ton about them, but I know they're cute as a button. They have a long snout and 
yeah, I really like them. I can't keep them in my aquarium, so I haven't done a ton of research on them. Moonstone KK. Why not just use old filter scrud, TIA? Oh, yeah. Um, so that's what I'm going to seed the aquariums with. So I'll, I'll, I have like a, a bunch of lava rock in the tanks right now, in these tanks downstairs right now, like this. Oh, the light's not on. Anyway, I was going to show you. There's some right behind me in the tank down below here um so that it does get you know some some of that nitrifying bacteria on it but i don't I, there's a difference between just throwing some bacteria in a tank and being like it's ready i can put you know literally 100 200 fish in there or which is what happens sometimes on an import 50 fish minimum probably or being like okay i've introduced the scrunge and now I'm going to let the system marinate. I'm going to put something in there to continually keep the bio load up and keep the production of ammonia going so that the system really settles in. And that's what I'm going to do before I import. That's when I'll feel comfortable. I'm not comfortable just being like, I've got this old filter, this old sponge filter. I'll just, you know, move it to a new tank because, yeah, that's helpful but the system still isn't settled in at that point. You've introduced part of it, but it hasn't had time to calibrate, I guess, if you will, to reach an equilibrium. So the blackworms help with that. Blackworms are similar to adding a whole bunch of fish. And so the tank basically has the same experience for a while and can settle into that reality. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, chat jumped, so I'm scrolling. Here we go. But but I hear you. If it wasn't a fresh import, um, Moonstone KK, and I was just starting another tank and was going to put a few fish in it and then maybe add some more and then maybe add some more, um, then that would probably be fine. But when I'm going to do a full import on it, I've got to do more for me to feel okay with it. Sand Creek Aquatics, how often do you update the website? Well, we just did a major update um, ooh, a couple weeks ago, got, got a whole bunch of new stuff on there. It's all back of behind the scenes stuff to keep it running smoothly, keep it working well with our host servers and make sure that, um, we've got, I don't know if it's the encryption, uh, or whatever, but keep the safeties up to the latest standards, all that stuff. Um, and usually, usually I post new fish for sale on it, which now that I'm reading your comment is probably what you're asking. I usually post new fish every week or two. I usually get new fish every week or every two weeks. I quarantine them for at least two weeks and then I list them if they're ready. Sometimes it takes longer, but, uh, so generally every week or two. However, with this new facility I'm building and all that, I haven't listed new fish in, in, in a while. But that's about to change. Now that the new facility is almost off the ground, I'll get back into the swing of things pretty quick here. Terrence Blayton. Oh, and by the way, there's a bunch of other people that sell on getgills.com. So the getgills.com has new stuff going fairly consistently. All right. Let's see here. Terrence Blayton. I think one of my Achilles has the coronavirus. Oh, would Lyme help? Terrence, I, I, 
viruses are beyond my scope to help with. I'm so sorry. I wish I could, but, um, I can't, I'm just, basically my weapons are, if it's bacterial, sorry, chat totally froze on me and disconnected. So I'm, I'm missing all the new stuff. So I'm refreshing chat. Oh, and there was a super chat I missed. Um, just a moment and I'll get to that. Anyway, when it comes to viruses, I have no clue how to treat them. I have no clue how to, uh, make that work. They're just, if there's bacteria, I can make some guesses, try a couple things, see if it works. If it's parasites, I can sometimes make an educated guess and do the same thing. But when it comes to viruses, that's super hard. And everything else is guesswork too. I'm, I'm not a veterinarian. So I wish I could help you there. I literally can't. I, I don't know. According is maintained by Andy. $2. Thank you. Thank you so much, Andy. Oh, I have time for beneficial bacteria. Yes. Take the time. Take the time and your fish will thank you. It's just safer that way. Candy overhauls at Dance Fish. Corona, beer, lime. Oh, it was a joke and I totally didn't get it. Not the first time. Just kind of dense up here today. <laughs> oh, geez. Troy VSC, he was making a joke. Yep. Yep. I get that now. Um, in fact, a couple days ago, I was reading about coronavirus because there was a case in northern Colorado, which is, you know, the state next to me. And so there was a little hubbub going on in Wyoming about it. So I should have connected that. But nope, nope, just dumb dumb over here. Totally missed it. Thanks for the joke. <laughs> now it's funny. <laughs> Michael Brandle, where are you getting your black worms in bulk? Um, directly from a farm. And they will only sell wholesale in bulk. So if you are a wholesaler, I can let you know. Otherwise, they would be upset at me for sending people to them. But yeah, I get them directly from a farm. I can also get them from different wholesalers and things, but going to the farm is just more economic. But you have to order 20, 50 pounds, 100 pounds at a time that way. All right, we are at 8.30, which means um, it's time for the drawing. By the way, everyone who's question or comment, I missed. I'm so sorry, but... Um, had an issue, chat froze up on me, and then I had to refresh and I missed everything. I don't know. Just every now and then YouTube throws me a curveball and I don't know why. Or could be on my end, but I don't think so. It's the same system I've used reliably for a long time. So I think we're okay on my end, but sorry, it's not intentional. I literally didn't see it because chat jumped on me or froze. And by the time it got back up, it was past that point and I couldn't get back up to it. Plus we're out of time. Kayla's Aquatics, 1999. So impressed with what you've achieved, Dan. Congrats on the annex. Thank you. It has been amazing. It's been a workout, like long days of lifting tanks and hammering stuff together and screwing stuff together. And just, I've, it's, it's a weight loss program. It's like going to the gym. I've literally lost eight pounds in the last few weeks. 
once the tanks came and I had to lug them around and, and move racks into place and all that, eight pounds just melted right off. <laughs> and it felt good. It felt like I'd been to the gym. I was worried that I might throw my back or something. But I was careful, lifts with my legs, all that. Like I know the rules, but um, it didn't happen. It's watch now tomorrow. I'll wake up in bed and not be able to move because I jinxed it. But yeah, it's been great. So thank you, thank you, Kevers uh, Aquatics. Thanks for your support, um, both here and outside. If you're everything you do, really appreciate you. And yeah, the fish annex. I am excited about. I am thrilled about. And. Uh, Oh, I can't wait. Sand Creek Aquatics looking for blue-eyed rainbows. Um, the Indonesia supplier has Fricata, Pascai, Dertrude, um, Signifer, and um, and Celebes, although Celebes maybe isn't a true blue-eye. It's an honorary blue-eye. So once I have the Nigeria order settled, providing their space, I'll probably bring in some blue eyes along with the wild type bettas. Blue eyes and other rainbows are one of my favorites. So um, I'm more likely to bring them in than some other species, provided there's still room. So maybe I can help you out. Okay. Anyway, let's do this giveaway for some Java Moss. Nice big bunch. Please realize by the time it gets to you, it'll look a lot smaller. As soon as you take it out of the tank, it kind of collapses. But it's going to be a, a good amount. Here we are. Let's do this drawing. Drum roll, please. One day I'll get an actual drum roll sound and a macro programmed so I can press it and we can have an honest to goodness drum roll. But in the meantime, the winner is Mr. Zen. Not to be confused with the Zen Ginger. Sorry again about that. Mr. Zen, you have won some Java Moss. And uh, please let us know you're here. You do have to be present to win. We'll give you a minute to respond and say, I'm here. And then we'll all congrats you and it'll be wonderful. So anyway, I will send that to you Monday. Um, please send me an email, dan at dansfish.com. And just let me know your first and last name and your shipping address so I can send it to you. So, all right, Mr. Zen, come on, you gotta be here. You're always here. 40 seconds. The Zen Ginger, if you're here, get your husband on. <laughs> I'm here. That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> oh, man. I'm out of water. Oh, well. All right. The, the Zen Ginger, I, 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 think, I think that'll work. <laughs> yeah, we can call that as a go, right? No one has a problem with that. That'll work. Okay. Mrs. Zen is here. That'll work for me. Um, awesome. Uh, please, the Zen Ginger, please uh, send me an email, first and last name, shipping address, and I'll send it to you Monday. And if you could let me know how it arrives, I'm, I'm going to send the heat pack that I think is right so that it keeps it from freezing, but doesn't overheat it. And it's, it's always a bit of a gamble, but I, I think I can do it in a way that it'll get to you, not frozen and not fried. That's the, uh, oh, I'm here, says Mr. Zen. Awesome. Awesome. Um, oh, I'm going to switch screens. Congrats again. And thanks, everybody. Thanks for everyone that left a super chat. I really appreciate it. Thanks to my mods. 
I appreciate all of you so much. Everyone that helped other folks in the chat, thanks again. The questions and comments, I really appreciate it. It helps keep stuff lively. So I can I can go for, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour. But after that, it's really nice to have some interaction with you guys, have your questions and comments and be able to to talk with other fish people, even though it's kind of one sided. But I appreciate it. All you lurkers, I get it. I'm usually lurking as well. And everyone watching on the replay, I appreciate you as well. Until next time, we'll be back next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And until then, have a good one. Bye-bye.